0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from thirty dollars a month to just fifteen dollars a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/slash-switch. Forty-five dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited, more than forty gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The championship season is over, and what a season it was! But the best is yet to come. It's the playoffs. Who will make it to the Premier League? And who will be left heartbroken at Wembley? Stay across it all with the second tier. We're bringing you episodes after every leg. And in between, we're revisiting the greatest moments in playoff history. It's real conversation with two real championship obsessives. So you can be in the know about everything happening in the playoffs. And share all your new knowledge in the pub with your mates. So come join us. We're your one-stop shop for the playoffs. Search second tier in your podcast app and hit subscribe. Music always makes me want to rap over it, but I won't because I can't. Pete Donaldson with you, joined by Luke Mill. Welcome to the Luke and Pete Show, not to be confused with Luke and Pete's Shoe, which is the house in which we live. We live in a big shoe. Yeah. Luke, do you reckon my shoes could fit inside your shoes?
1: Probably. I think that's maybe we should, yeah, maybe we should try that later on. I think I've ever seen a shoe within a shoe. I've heard it's all about the multimedia these days, so maybe we'll upload a video of you doing that. Yeah. Um, alongside the Long Egg Man from last week. <laughs> Uh, uh, and we can check out. I don't think they will. What size are you? I am size 8. I'm 10, so probably oh, not. Oh, so probably not. Okay. Although these vans might be 11. Yeah. So they come up And mine, are,
0: mine are quite foldy. Yeah, mine I don't are. think so. These, these shoes are disgusting. I need some replacements. Yeah, They're th- those um, Toms where they give a pair to some equally unfashionable Ethiopians or something. Maybe yeah. So yeah I
1: they are going nowhere near my shoes. they <laughs> <in my laughs> <laughs> disgust. They yeah. smell. They it's, smell so bad. It's episode 4 of the Luke and Pete Show, a.k.a. Luke and Pete Summer. Yes. Thank you for joining us again. Last uh, week was very
0: food-based. Very food-heavy. We had long-air we had um uh Buzz Aldrin.
1: We did. He, he didn't eat anything. I think he was the only non-food related <laughs> item. After that we could show, say Buzz Aldrin if we wanted to. After that food based show, which we hadn't planned, but it mm. just came out that way, um, I went home and picked up a snack in Whole Foods. Right. Um, on the way home, there's one yeah. near the studio. And uh, I'd not really been in there before, and I thought i like, will pop in there. And I, got, I bought myself a donut. A mm. coconut and mandarin custard donut oh my god right. it was what deli- are it was doing de- it was- what sorcery is this it was delicious I, no word of a lie and i wish i'd kept the receipt guess how much it was one donut one donut in whole foods at <clears throat> two pounds 50. Three pounds fifty Oof. imagine that Oof. I, I, no word of a lie i got to the counter and there's about five people behind me mm. and she said three pound fifty and i was like as much as that, <laughs> I was like, I can't, I can't, not I can't. as I live it.
0: and breathe. I you can't. clearly don't go in whole foods very, very often. And also, to be honest, they're probably protecting their premiums because I go in there and on the hot food counter, I always hide uh, an entire cod underneath some Stop salads, it. <laughs> some
1: salads, a raw one as well. Three pound fifty. I was, I almost said to her, "I will get my debit card out there." I only got a pound on me. incredible but anyway it's episode 4 of Luke and uh, and Pete summer aka the Luke and Pete show people are getting confused about the name don't Uh, don't worry about it it, if you're going to ask the question about which one it is the answer is it's bloody well both <laughs> deal with it deal I, with it i
0: call it the pete and luke show anyway you do, yeah. don't care
1: you recorded a whole trailer for it where you got the pete and luke the wrong way around yes I you i made you redo it and you did it
0: and i couldn't kind of reverse it with a computer because it <laughs> sounded stupid no, no. i was like going pete and luke <laughs> sure look <laughs> <Luke> at <and> pete <laughs> <laughs> all right let's get on with the show shall we um it's time for uh, a feature that is so uh, lovely and wonderful. And it's been... Oh, it's too quiet. Know. <laughs> it's been... There we go. One week since we did it. Yeah. Do you want to do it properly? There we go. It's been... One...
1: No, you got to say one week. Okay, go on. It's been... One week since we did this section. Yes. Yeah. You can do... Do, do, your, do your impression. That's what you do it for.
0: It's has been... Oh, no. Yeah. I'm full of cod. It's has it, oh my God! I've your lost voice, it. Is,
1: I've your lost voice it. has changed in a week. You know you heard this story about oh, people. Puberty. So this happens all the time. This has got me excited. I will tell you why because <laughs> you see reunion tours of recording artists from the '60s or '70s, and they can't and, hit the high notes. No, and, yeah. and, and it happened famously with the Led Zeppelin re, uh, reunion for the anniversary. They did a one-off show, okay, and they had I think Zach Starkey drumming instead of the late mm. great John Bonham. And from what I've heard, I wasn't there. Couldn't get a ticket. They're about two thousand pounds each. <laughs> um, couldn't get one. Wasn't going to get one for that price anyway. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, apparently, apparently, Robert Plant, if rumours are to be believed. Did nowhere near the high notes. Did nowhere oh, really? go near him. No what did oh, so, so? Oh, so. Okay. I, I guess I just rearranged it. it. Yeah. Yeah, because he does a lot of sort of folky blues type singing now, doesn't he? So, yeah. Anyway, Fantastic. So you, that that took 30 years. You, you, I know. Your voice has gone in a week. I've basically done Simon Le
0: Bon at Live Ed where he says, <laughs> uh, wow, boys, wow, boys, <laughs> never lose
1: it! Are you about to get on a Concorde and go and do it in New York? Yeah. Like Phil Collins. Oh, man. Oh, well. It's been. It's been. That's not, not as bad. good as Given uh, that that's the only reason we had that jingle in the first. <laughs> (laughs) (laughs) It's a bit of a letdown But anyway It's been For some reason Relates to our Show and tell section The things that have been Floating our boat this week What
0: have we been looking at This week then You go first Donny Alright then Uh, I've got another YouTube video (laughs) Because my life Is video Uh, This uh, video you've got In front of you Start it off uh, Luke To be honest It's all in Russian So it doesn't really Matter what we do But um, Yeah Yeah, okay A man By the name of uh, Sergei I don't know what this is Just crazy Wacky music Here we go
1: The title of the video is Soviet Billions in a Rocket Mine. So, a man by the name
0: uh, Sergei Volkov, not the um, Cosmonauts. No. We talked about Cosmonauts yesterday, uh, last week. Last week, yeah.
1: How how many other shows are you doing with people?
0: (laughs) Are you seeing other podcasters? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Basically, um, it's this guy who knows his onions, and he told a group of Russian bloggers about a huge amount of money buried in a small village 100 kilometres from St. Petersburg. Basically... When the Soviet Union fell, the government had to get rid of uh, the old Soviet rubles right. and introduce, obviously, a new currency. Uh, burning it seemed like a bad idea, so what they did was uh, they just basically buried it in an old rocket mine outside of St. Petersburg. A hundred miles out of St. Petersburg. So we are currently watching...
1: A hundred kilometres or a hundred miles? All right, hundred kilometres. But if I want to go there, <laughs> I'm going to be way out. I'll be 30 miles
0: out. Why would you need a lot of old Soviet rubles? Don't know. Right. We'll worry about that later. Well, basically, we're watching uh, a lot of men uh, in the beautiful uh, Russian countryside, so there's a chicken. Does it, uh, like? Does it nice? Does it nice? Who doesn't like a chicken?
1: That's that's a very... Um, that's a... Um, a a, a ruble-sniffing chicken. A ruble... leads him in the right direction. <laughs>
0: Uh, so here the guys are, they're uh, interviewing um, two, uh, two local villagers, two old ladies.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, babushka, I got babushka, that's what I got. Uh, but basically, uh, the uh, villagers are explaining that they've never been in the rocket mine, they didn't realise there was so much money uh, hidden in the, or old money anyway, unusable money uh, mm-hmm. hidden in the wilderness. Uh, but what they did say was that you're not allowed to go near the rocket mine because uh, there's a, an incredible amount of radiation and right. somebody, apocryphally, uh, turns out uh, a bloke went out and uh, took a brick from said rocket mine brought it home made a little stove out of this brick and he died of radiation
1: that didn't happen though no, no
0: that didn't happen no, no, no. it was just a lie a, a barefaced lie a good
1: story to keep people away from all that money then. get
0: away from the rocket mine guys presumably that money is
1: no longer legal tender anyway
0: no exactly it doesn't really okay. matter so um it's quite
1: amazing. i mean i'm just looking at it now there is an incredible <laughs> amount of money there I'm it's like a whole it's like a whole lake of money
0: <laughs> it really is uh, so this video is just uh, we'll, we'll stick it on the uh, Luke and Pete show at uh, Twitter but it's basically the story of um, three or four men basically tripsing uh, through the Russian wilderness near St. Petersburg 100 kilometres could be 100 miles I don't know uh, and they're yeah, trying well, to find this uh, rocket mine But the, 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 the main problem they have is that they're not wearing adequate footwear the, re-
1: uh, the reason this is um, fascinating is because this is one of those sort of rare situations where like an old wives tale apocryphal tale mm. it is actually, actually true. comes true yeah yeah it's like do you remember when uh, they
0: found a load of they found the place where atari buried all those et yes, cartridges i remember that the et game it which out, was yeah. like the
1: worst game ever or something yeah it's dreadful they actually dug it out and they were there weren't they mm. yeah. the only game i've ever
0: completed i'm joking i've ever completed yes. <laughs> <laughs> imagine that when your favorite game this uh. is you they're having problems with their wellies.
1: Yeah. So, you idiots. So Pete, I'm not going to sit. I mean, I'll be honest. I am interested in this, but I'm not going to sit through 12 minutes of it. So what? <laughs> so what? What happens at the end? Let's well, skip to the end. Skip to the end. Oh yeah, I can do that on YouTube. Can't I? <laughs> I forgot about that. Yeah. I thought I would have to wait till next week. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so okay. they finally
1: find. What we're looking at here, Luke. Huge amounts of sort of dilapidated, um, sort of badly damaged notes. Mm. Uh, but can I, out of interest, how much is this, <laughs> sorry, how much of this is actually worth? <laughs> Stop pointing at the screen and yeah. hitting your microphone.
0: So- uh, basically, it would be in, uh, it would be 33 million dollars. In our money. It's a billion, r- a billion rubles and all, uh, but it would have been an 11 million uh, sorry, 33 million uh, but that, dollars. But it's
1: of no value at all now. No, exactly.
0: I mean, but it's fascinating to see that amount of uh, old cash just lying around. Because it said it was a rocket mine, they're actually just
1: dumped in the wilderness, just big piles of cash in the middle of nowhere. So, presumably, at the end of the Soviet, before the Soviet Union, people knew the game was up or whatever, and they knew this money wasn't going to be worth anything, mm. so they just got rid of it.
0: Well, but yeah, apparently, just a load of lorries just dropped it off in the middle of nowhere. Huh. And they didn't want to burn it because it's bad for the environment. They didn't want to sort of bury it. Well, it didn't want to kind of um, dissolve it in acid and stuff like that, because that would have be been bad, bad for your just, environment. Just and chucked it. you got to wonder, like,
1: gosh, should peel burn paper all the time? What was in that What wasn't that money that was so horrible? It seems like an odd decision. Yeah. I mean, I, I, it reminds me of... Um, that is fascinating, by the way. That's really, really hmm. good. Uh, that reminds me of a, a book that my dad bought. Uh, my dad loves a car boot sale. Does your dad love a car boot sale?
0: Uh... No, because we're not natural hagglers, the Donaldsons.
1: No. I love
0: them. I love walking around because you always find, like, an old bit of computing. Yeah. But, uh... My, yeah. my
1: dad basically loves a car boot sale. Right. It, 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 not Is he a haggler? It, a little bit, yeah. Right. He doesn't go every weekend, but he'll get up early when he wants to go and he'll go. Mm. And, um... He, he I mean, car boot sales are ad- ideal for men of advancing years, aren't they? Because
0: they're, oh, they're, they're, they're always on, like, eight o'clock in the morning. That's where he, he bets bargains.
1: Yeah, exactly. And uh, I, he, he loves it. And, mm. and, and, and anyway, so one, at one, one point he bought a book... I, it wasn't even like a book I he thought, oh, this might be valuable. He, it was just a book he was interested mm. in. Yeah, I, I can't even remember what it was about. But anyway, um, as we as we were flicking through it when he got home, it had a perfectly preserved, really old uh, banknote in it. Oh, right, okay. And it turned out to be a Bulgarian banknote. Fantastic. Yeah, from from years and years ago. And a little bit of research around it on the internet. I might have even tweeted at the time. It's a number of years ago now. Uh, but it turned out to be worth anything. Mm. But at one point I thought oh my god <laughs> this this is gonna be this is gonna be the most incredible discovery
0: have you ever it? had like an underwhelming collection my dad because well, he was in the navy uh, he had a pretty extensive coin collection right threw it in the bin oh, after a while like i had it for a bit and That's then if, if for some reason it got taken off me and thrown in the bin
1: but the thing is I've, I've never really collected stuff um but i don't have the patience for it no same um but the thing with that note is that I, I, after after a while when I found out clearly that the writing was on the wall and it mm. wasn't worth anything I was a bit disappointed um, I tore it up because I would have stolen it, off <laughs> it. I mean, but, uh, but then I realised actually it's still a great story I mean how did that note even get there the book yeah. has nothing to do with Bulgaria do you know what I mean it was, it, but the note was in there
0: maybe and, the book was owned by a Bulgarian well
1: quite it could have been anything and that's the beauty of it you that's know. the beauty of just, no,
0: things found in books just read more kids <laughs> stay, stay you in don't even school. know what the book's I about I can't remember
1: <laughs> stay in school stay in school
0: uh, we, I used to um, occasionally collect stamps as well because I am literally Walter the Softie from yeah. the back of, from, uh, <laughs> from Dennis and Menes, uh, but um, the most delicious stamps were the um, Czechoslovakian ones were they? they just had this weird kind of bitter glue on the back that uh, oh, it's still very evocative so well, did you collect stamps? I might buy some really old Czech- Czechoslovakian stamps just to lick them but hang on a minute when you
1: when you collect stamps are you supposed to lick them? No, but I was nine. Okay. <laughs> so let me just get this right. So when you were nine, yeah. you were, as we learned last week, in and out of hospital with asthma, <laughs> collecting stamps. Yeah, we will get a picture. And yeah. playing video games. Yeah.
0: Okay. You <laughs> okay. didn't all like football, or <laughs> well, girls? Well,
1: I was eating mushrooms and making myself <laughs> shit. <laughs> what a light pair we're pear. both on
0: children's world you are getting your stomach pumped yeah. I'm getting me lung pumped yeah. <laughs> disgusting lung pumped <laughs> I know I don't what this show the stuff that comes out looks exactly the same grey I know
1: what this shows being called.
0: <laughs> lung pumpers <laughs> <laughs>
1: good band great good,
0: band good punk band uh, yeah uh, what have you got for us this week so it's been
1: uh, it's, uh, do you want to hit the button or you, no, uh, I don't uh, get I it I think then.
0: we've had enough what? it's
1: okay I'll get half half of it Um, I would like to talk to you guys about and it's not entirely dissimilar to what we just talked about and you'll see one in a minute Mm. um nuclear testing I want to talk about <laughs> oh okay, good cheery I'll tell you why brilliant and, and, and because um, from mushrooms to mushroom clouds a trove of footage I like that mm. it's good a trove of footage from early US nuclear weapons tests has just been declassified and uploaded to YouTube by right. a scientist at the uh, Lawrence Livermore National Laboratory mm. uh, physicist Greg Spriggs um, he, he wanted to digitise and preserve these thousands of films documenting the nation's uh, nuclear history because I think he wanted them to, people to learn lessons of it and mm. to see how big the destruction was um, it was it was uploaded i saw it online um, blogs.discovermagazine.com discover magazine's interesting actually anyway these um, nuclear weapons were tested uh, predominantly in Nevada in the US, or mm. in an atoll or two in in the Pacific. Yep. Um, nuclear testing is, of course, now illegal um, mm. under a certain one two different treaties, and the US hasn't conducted a test since 1991. But of course, we know, know
0: what we, we we know what we're doing. You don't get, you know <laughs>
1: other, other nations obviously have since mm. then. There's been 2,053 nuclear te- nuclear explosions in total, including right. the two uh, on Hiroshima and Nagasaki, of yep. course. Uh, anyway, this got this the videos are, are stunning in their bleakness i mean they're, mm. they're, i mean it's essentially a camera set up a long way away from i would show you one of them on youtube now people there's no sound on them anyway mm. um, of of these different types of explosions and them exploding just above the the, the ground and i think as far as my way i don't exp- i don't explode on the ground they explode no. just above
0: them and i've been the one in, uh, i've been the hiroshima ground zero right, where okay. where the yeah they, they always um, explode above where they need to uh, explode But there was actually a guy who um, was wasn't blown up But he was affected He was in um, Hiroshima Yeah Made his way to Nagasaki When they dropped the second one Nagasaki mm-hmm. was second wasn't it Either way He started in one town When yeah. the bomb got dropped Missed out on dying there And I think he died in the second explosion There's, there's
1: a list Incredible of, There's a list of A handful of confirmed people that is, That's I think 20 or so of them Who've confirmed To have been involved in both yeah. Because I think there was a lot of commuting between two cities, is that right? Mm. Or not yeah, a they're, lot, not, they're but not a million miles people away from did it. each other, yeah. Anyway, so this led me on to um, reading up about all this sort of stuff, and, and it really is staggering in, 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 back in that sort of vibe of scientific mm. achievement and discovery we talked about in terms of the, the Apollo 11 missions last week. Um, I got, I got looking, at, looking at this. Have you heard of something called the Tsar Bomber? T S A R B O M B A, Tsar Bomber. Right. Um, it's the largest ever man-made explosion in history, which was detonated in 1961 by the Soviets um, on a place called Severny Island, which is about 400 kilometers north of the Russian mainland. Right, okay. right. right up north. Yeah. I
0: mean, I mean, to be fair, they've got enough space, Russia, actually, but yeah, to blow quite. shit up. Well, you say that, right. but
1: the reason I, I wanted to bring this in today is because the numbers and the scale of this is absolutely unbelievable. Mm. Like, this is the largest ever man-made explosion, clearly a nuclear explosion, but from this bomb called the Tsar Bomber. Right, it contained roughly 1,570 times the Hiroshima and Nagasaki explosions combined.
0: Right. Okay. Down and roll, people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, it was supposed to be twice as powerful as that, but um, they couldn't find a way... Or a number of reasons why it wasn't, but one of the main ones was they couldn't find a way for the plane delivering the bomb to escape the explosion.
0: Oh, because it was so big, right. Yeah. Okay, and so- obviously
1: the, the, the bombs are of a size and of a weight that they can't be on a, put on a missile. They're yeah. too big. Well, they were. The, the explosion, which at its peak, reached into the mesosphere, which is essentially above the stratosphere. It's the yeah. Earth's middle atmosphere. Yeah. You're talking about an explosion cloud so high that it's too high for aircraft to fly in and only slightly lower than where spacecraft operate on. Mm. Right, that's how big it was. And buildings were des- destroyed 100 kilometres away because there was a village that had been um, evacuated before it was happening, luckily. Yeah. And the thermal pulse, which I believe is the shockwave, um, was felt 170 kilometres away. For perspective, if that bomb dropped in central London, you would have felt it in central Birmingham. That's right, how big okay. it was yeah. okay. The plane flown by uh, The pilot Andrei Domotsev said, uh, Was given a 50% chance Of surviving And the plane had to be painted With a special heat Reflecting white paint <laughs> and, and, and he did survive He did yeah. survive He went on to have A distinguished military career and a to very
0: grey man To, to
1: me, the, yeah, the numbers are, are, are un- really unbelievable I mean, 1,570 times both Hiroshima and Nagasaki put together mm. I mean, that's an astonishing explosion I, th- I think the cloud went I-, I can't remember the numbers of, 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 of kilometres in the mesosphere But it's something like 35 kilometres high mm. It's ridiculous
0: It's very zero-sum, though, isn't it? It's kind of like, well, we've made this Oh, it was
1: absolutely, though, we yeah. made
0: this, and nobody wins nobody No, of course
1: not yeah, It's ridiculous, a ridiculous <laughs> Looking back at it now in today's context It's a ridiculous yeah. era in history I think mean, we all mm. can all understand that but it really does bring home, and I think, of course, this was probably classified at the time and all that sort of stuff, but it does bring home just how close people were to... I mean, people are literally testing that. If that was happening now, mm. I, mean, it'd be, I mean, people would be losing their minds, and rightly so. Well, I do,
0: I do wonder how much uh, is still in the atmosphere from that particular... Because there must be some kind of environmental impact, for crying out loud. Well, You're blowing up this, vast swears of the environment.
1: This our bomber was apparently actually really inefficient. Essentially, it was so big that all the fallout and all the debris and everything just went miles up in the oh, air. right, Yeah, okay, yeah, and, yeah. And that yeah, was yeah. that. I mean, it didn't really wreak the havoc necessarily that it was supposed yeah. to do. But um, it just made me think that I want to talk a bit about life after the end of the world, Pete. That's <laughs> okay, what I want to talk right. about with you. Because that's a, in that crater. We're that, both in that crater. What's going on? In a foxhole with you, I'd rather be dead. <laughs> no, but, but um, do you not find it fascinating? We have
0: to procreate and make new
1: humans. Oh, God. <laughs> do we not find it, like, do you not find it fascinating about the sort of, whatever, however way it may come about, whether it right. be a big explosion or a virus or whatever, do you mm. not find it interesting? The very prospect of, of life on earth after an extinction level of well i think
0: any kind of story in in this in, in, in this um particular sphere is always quite it's always quite self-centered isn't it? it's like what would i do if i was yeah. the last person on, on earth what would i be well, doing i don't
1: mean last person ever i just mean when every sort of, sort mm. of modern life has ended as mm. we know it we might all be alive i'm just i'm just saying about how if if, if the if the constructs of society completely broke down because mm. um, you know i mean for example you know, the US have this designated survivor system, don't they, with their political system, where if, um, for things like the State of Union address or the addressing of Congress or whatever, yeah. they have one guy in the chain of command because the, the, the top positions in the US are in command down mm. from the president downwards. A designated survivor will stay away. So he can essentially um, enact policy if everyone is killed in some big event. On so, the McDonald's Secret sauce, guys. Well, there you go. They I fly mean,
0: separately, don't they?
1: Unlike the McDonald's Secret menu, <laughs> I can confirm that actually exists. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, yes, you think thinking about that sort of stuff. But the other thing which is fascinating about it is the Svalbard Global Seed Vault. Have you heard of that?
0: Uh, is, that's the one that flooded recently, yeah.
1: I think it might have done, yeah. So, uh, the, the nations of the world, I guess it was a United Nations sort of initiative where they um, they got all the local crops local to different mm. nations and took replicas of them, not replicas, but essentially copies of them yep. and and and, um, and examples of them and deposited them. And they all agreed it the best place to do it would be Norway, which mm. is, at the time I guess was voted the most stable country
0: mm. because it's very cheap energy out there as well, obviously. Right,
1: okay. So uh, that might be something to do with it as well, yeah, because I think up until that point they had national seed banks and mm. because of all the conflict that was going on around the world, a lot of national seed banks were, were destroyed by war and civil war and other stuff. So they, they moved them all to Norway uh, and the idea is... That if there's a huge crop blight or uh, a disease that wipes out all the crops and, and, and humans can't survive because we rely on it so heavily, um, there's four thousand plant species now, more than seven hundred twenty thousand individual plastic sheathed samples yeah. to restart. The, essentially, it the, all, the yeah, environment yeah. again. Um, so people are planning for this stuff. I mean, it's it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's, it's, in reality, people are planning for this. The big decision makers at the top of the world are planning for this sort of stuff. Well, I,
0: what I would say is that I think the, the most heartening thing about um, you know we talk about Donald Trump, we talk about how the the political um, you know machinations are, are kind of ha- happening. Uh, the, the most heartening thing about that is is it's not even on that level. It's just the administrative uh, future, is, uh, just the people who the, the civil servants. Are just just keep this sort of thing going, you Mm. know, just keep these programmes going because they have to.
1: So what would be your... post-apocalyptic plans what would you do and why because and and just to, to kick you off uh, my wife's friend Actually, she's not really a friend like more of a colleague hmm. he has uh, been to the
0: apocalypse no well he
1: he um i won't name him but he um has he's one of these um, what they call him um like
0: survivalists yeah thing, essentially like prepper,
1: of... preppers i think they call right them. okay um, and and no word of a lie i met him a, a couple times and he had trans he was unbanked Okay, he he had, trans- he had changed a lot of his money into gold, gold and silver. Yeah, he had a decent cache of weapons. He reckons he had uh, this. <laughs> might, this might be a Is he an NRA member? Yeah. <laughs> I, think probably, I think he probably. he was. And he, he reckoned he had fifty years of of food.
0: Right, because yeah. because there's um, like these um, guys on the television. Uh, they're like priests and uh, oh, they ministers sell these and stuff. They sell big you? cans of this ungodly noodle soup and stuff. Like yeah. that'll keep you going for it forever. To like, so I, that, I, I wouldn't want to live.
1: <laughs> <laughs> eat that stuff. We know how you feel about the fetishization of food.
0: I know, yeah, it's too much. Too much. <laughs> oh, stop bigging it up. Oh, lend a can of beans. No, you didn't plan, Pete. <laughs> yeah. you, didn't, but you had warning, you had fair warning. So how do you think you would fare? Well, I think if video games are to be believed, and I think they are personally, um, I'd spend most of my time liberating settlements under attack from ghouls.
1: <laughs> Which Okay, yeah.
0: And getting shot at by well, snipers.
1: a lot of people think, a lot of people have discussed this. There's a guy called... Um, what's his name max brooks mm. who wrote the zombie survival guide right yes and he also wrote um, world war z or Z, or whatever it is yeah. which was made into a movie with brad puppet. yeah he he um sort of postulates in one of those books i've read them both actually i can't remember which one it is probably the survival guide um that he says your biggest fear and this is i guess this is like a zombie outbreak type thing a virus type mm. thing and there's and there's humans that survived, and there are these zombies um he said your biggest danger is um, roaming bands of pirates, essentially. Because it's lawless. So people automatically think, oh, zombies, man, they're going to kill me. Mm. Or or virused humans are going to kill me. But it's actually the humans you want to worry about. Because as soon as lawlessness sets in, people are out to get whatever they can. That's your biggest danger.
0: Well, we spoke about the, you know, the breakdown of the OSSR and stuff. Like... People don't realise how close civilisation, in inverted commas, are, 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 are to, to breaking down and just kind of having that kind of situation where it's just people are just taking because there's no laws, the police aren't getting paid, the army aren't getting paid, yeah. and that's how um, civilisation breaks down. It's happened in, like, countless countries, for crying out loud.
1: And do you not think that... Um, one of the things that shocks me, and it's a slightly different situation, and I don't mean to be insensitive by using this as an example, but it just reminded me of this, is when there were those riots in London a number of mm. years ago... One, I, I wasn't affected by it, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't claim to be at the time, but it was a little bit hair, hairy for a while. Um, one of the things that really sort of hit home to me was when the newspapers were reporting it and saying the amount of police officers there were in London. And it, was, it seemed like a tiny amount. Mm. It, it seemed like, can there really be that few police officers in a city this big? Yeah. And I guess but what it hit home for me was... You know, the the, key, the upholding of the law essentially assumes that the vast majority of individuals are going to just do go about yeah, their business and, and not and, commit and, crime.
0: And, and yeah, and also they respect the police. And when people lose respect for police, when people lose respect for authority, mm. what have the people got? Nothing. Nothing. So, no, sorry, what the people have got all the cards and the people in charge have got none of the cards. See you next week.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, um, so, I also, uh, just, just because you keep avoiding the question, because I think you know you'd be terrible with your asthma and stuff.
0: No, um, I would be mooching around the posh houses in Primrose Hill with a oh. bag full of um, KFC admin myself.
1: <laughs> no one will think of that. <laughs> Listen, I, I also I also spoke to a couple of people who are much more learned in this type of stuff than mm. me and said to them, Look, what are the key skills needed yep. for this stuff to happen? Uh, for, for, for to survive? And this is what Radio like, DJ up oh, is, there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Radio DJ. A good orator. Are are you gonna need someone who basically chats shit <laughs> on the radio a couple of times a week? Um, mind you we might we, listen, people pe- pe- people like us were gonna need to be uh, dishing out um really important messages yeah exactly it's important job <laughs> barricade ourselves in <laughs> uh, but anyway the people these people who again should remain, remain nameless came back to me and said these are this is a pricey of the following, following things they think would be essential in a post-apocalyptic scenario who
0: do you know that can dispense this information
1: with authority you don't need to know <laughs> i don't want to know just get your pen out and start making okay. notes. Right. um first up was the ability to hunt
0: okay yeah Which is what, of, would be, what would you what would be hunting though foxes well, dirty, I, old, dirty I, I, old foxes I, rats I, rats probably
1: i guess this is a broad not just based in london type scenario like this is okay. you'd living outside of london i guess yeah. it would be more important because what they come on to next is lock picking
0: so yes if you i th- i once ordered some lock picks on the uh, internet and never sat down and uh, figured out how to pick a padlock i think that, that's a fascinating discipline
1: well keep hold of them <laughs> we might need, need them. We might need need them. them yeah. Put them in your backpack. Yeah. Um, apparently, there'll be a lot of good stuff to be had if you can get into sort of vacated mm. buildings and stuff, which makes sense. Um, and I guess linked to these two things are scavenging and knowing what you can and can't eat. I guess that's more of a countryside type yeah. thing. But. Um, uh, before all that, though, um, they they all said, all of them said, making water potable, which essentially means making it drinkable, mm. which I, gu- I guess means boiling it, though, doesn't it? I mean, it,
0: yeah, I think like there's something more to that, isn't there? Or I think the there's a huge it? amount,
1: a huge percentage of pathogens and and, and dangerous stuff is, is killed when you when you boil water to a certain mm. level. So I think I think boiling it really. Um, you need to be fit, You need yeah. to be fit fit and healthy, as fit as possible, really. Um, and you, they said it's it's really important that you're not too thin or sickly. So I think you're out of it, mate. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm um, yeah, I'm not built for the apocalypse. What I would say is that um I mean it, if I didn't have my asthma drugs, I'd be pretty uh dead, I reckon. Well, but means- what I would say is the thing that rela- if I'm ever sort of caught short with like um not having me um not having me drugs with me. Um the thing that has always helped is being drunk. Right. It relaxes it must relax the um asphyxiation that, or, that's or, or not on the list. No, exactly so I'm just saying I'd be pissed on. I'm, not I'm not just looking be- for absolute piss isn't <laughs> on the <list. laughs>
1: <laughs> Absolute piss-head liability. Imagine you just being pissed and really brave. Oh, we're taking them <laughs> on, we're taking them on. Um, the, um, the, the other thing that came up was... Uh, was uh, you're all right. Yeah, I'm just
0: putting the faders down. <laughs> I was going to cough because I'm a sickly boy, but I put both of our faders down to the mic.
1: You did that again, didn't there you? There we go. Yeah, okay. Um, apparently good eyesight's important. Oh, <laughs> no. I've got my glasses. I feel <laughs>
0: <be> like... Uh... <laughs> What's that thing where Piggy gets, uh... Oh, Lord of the Flies. Lord of the Flies, Lord
1: of the Flies. <laughs> My goodness.
0: I, um, have, I have three pairs of spectacles, Luke, so I'll have them all with me.
1: You make sure you do. Don't sit on them. <laughs> uh, and actually, coming back into, again, this is another relevant thing to you, not being on any long-term drugs like insulin. <sighs> so, again, you're, you're struggling. Uh, drive a, driving a variety of different vehicles. You can't drive. <laughs> Oh, this is this has gone terribly. I'm just checking. You have failed on every single one of them. The closest you've got to one of them is I bought some lock picks off the internet. I never used them. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, it's like the inverse I- inverse kind of situation when you get an endorsement on LinkedIn, isn't it? Yeah. You can do Excel spreadsheets, sure, but could you survive a zombie apocalypse?
1: Post-apocalyptic LinkedIn, now
0: you're talking. <laughs> who, who do I
1: team up it's with and why? That, yeah. yeah. Anyway, to finish up, making fire, making shelter, sewing and repairing, and ability, I can saw. ability to generally improvise. So... That, that, I mean, I'm, I'm good at
0: the, improvising I'm pretty good at improvising
1: I'm mocking you there But I'm by no means saying <laughs> that I am good at any of those things You've
0: got a driving license. I could drive if the, no one's going to go If you've got a licence going, Mate, the world's just ended, don't worry yeah. about it
1: But you're not going to be the first port of call to drive, are you?
0: No, but I'm saying I could drive if need be
1: Okay, talk to me through how you start and drive a car uh,
0: You uh, lift up the hood <laughs> <laughs> The hood? No, you uh, opened up the car with the key yeah. Sit in the chair. Look behind... Sit in the car. chair. Sit in the chair. <laughs> Look behind you. Uh, mirror signal manoeuvre.
1: Uh, you know, it's poke apocalyptic. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, okay. Yeah. How uh, do you start and draw... How do you pull away in a car? Press the start button. No. <laughs> You're not faster. fast and furious now. <laughs> Up, down, left, right, A-B.
0: <laughs> Konami. Co- type the Konami cord into the uh, iPad. Uh, no. You, you, you do the key, and, uh, handbrake, presumably, and then... I'll play video games. No further questions. Handbrake. Game. Go into a controlled slide. So do we think... Do we think... <laughs> smash over a wall.
1: I'm going to rescue you here. Do, you, do we think that I would be better than you in a survival situation?
0: I mean, just fundamentally, you're more heavy set than me. Yeah. But what I would say is that zombies would run eat you fast, because you've got more meat on You'd you. You'd
1: definitely better use me as a distraction. Yeah, exactly. But would you head somewhere isolated? Would I'm you go... quicker
0: than you, so... That's true. That's, that's true. definitely
1: true. Would you go to an isolated sort of place, or would you stick in the city, or...? Toys R Us
0: <laughs> Toys R Us, mate I've always wanted to do this I mean Gamleys
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hamleys <laughs> Nice uh, What do I call it? Gamleys Gamleys That's because There used to be a Gamleys In my hometown What is that? A, it was blatantly a, a rip-off shop. of Hamleys They did not i am being serious Fantastic yeah. <laughs> yeah. Those are people listening Who are familiar with Gamleys. the town <laughs> With the town of Fairham in <laughs> Hampshire There used to be a Gamleys there i oh,
0: When you couldn't yeah. find Toys and Beskos um, I was
1: thinking um, <laughs> Sorry You're alright, you've finished I
0: was going to tidy it all up Alright, fair
1: enough I was going to tell you Quite a fun story Alright Really, I'll finish off with families. 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 I'll finish off <laughs> <laughs> with this. So I was thinking I would head somewhere up the Isle of Skye, right? But there's no one around. um It's quite far away, though, isn't it? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah. I'll probably up for a charter. Of in the Isle of. W- Get on one of those sea forts in the um in the Solent. Oh yeah, Spitbank or something. Yeah. yeah. um And last time I was in the Isle of, on the Isle of Skye. A guy, I got chatting to a guy in a bar there local guy and he told me a story about how there um, are
0: local guys know, in, the guy in the sky
1: I know and he sa- I said to him I was, I, I was talking about something we had done that day so it was, it was amazing we had this really beautiful natural sort of tourist spot um, mm. uh, I think it was the fairy clan or something like that beautiful but one of the most beautiful places I've ever been mm. and the thing that was so refreshing about it is when you get there there's nothing there's not even mm. a sign there's, not, there's certainly not like a gift shop or a man with a sort of lapel badge telling you what to do you can just do whatever you want and I think if, <laughs> if, if, if that was in the US or even parts of, of, of England mm. it would be completely like Stonehenge is completely um, sort mm. of um, sort of diluted now you have to pay an extortionate amount of money to get into an official bus to get there and stuff right. there's none of that in the other <laughs> sky anyway and I was saying to the guy why is that and because tourism is so big for Scotland. Mm. He said, well, what they do in, on the Isle of the Sky is they, use, they, they dish out official um, permits to film companies right. and production companies to make a certain amount of adverts or movies on the island every year. Mm. And that pays for everything. <clears throat> so that's basically the way they do it. Ah. And do you remember... And the example he gave, which is brilliant, is he said, um, do you remember that advert a while back for a company called Kayak, which is a flight comparison site? Yes. And it was a load of sheep with cardboard wings put on them
0: yes i do right
1: so that advert um if you haven't if you guys haven't heard it or seen it sorry you can probably find it online it's basically a lot of sheep in a lot of countryside with cardboard wings put on them and it's about comparing flights yeah and the sheep represent different flights mm. anyway that was filmed in the island sky at that very spot uh, actually a spot called the kerrang and um the guy told me that they went up there put the sheep out there uh, put the wings on their back and just started filming them not realizing that sheep could just get anywhere they can go anywhere <laughs> right and he said like fast forward like 40 minutes they're gone <laughs> they, they, they couldn't get them back like they were, they were they were appearing up on the tops of cliffs and everything and what, they said still wearing their wings yep and, Brilliant. They, and they said fantastic um, two weeks later they'd finally got them all back but in between that time a load of japanese tourists had come around were taking photos of these sheep onto the cliffs <laughs> with cardboard <laughs> wings on their back <laughs> <laughs> absolutely baffled as to why this was happening it's fantastic been, there's
0: so much crazy stuff in japan you'd be like eh, that's normal he, he it li- literally like oh, they'd flown up there
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh that's
0: wonderful yeah. i'm having that Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Don't gunge me, mate. Do you know what that uh, piece of audio is from? No, go don't on. Don't gunge me, mate, Luke. Is it uh, Noel's house party? No, it was, um, uh, I think it's like a get-your-own-back kind of Dave Benson Phillips show. Right, okay. And that's the dad pleading with his son not to
1: gunge him. It wasn't me. <laughs> don't we, gunge me, mate. Have we got permission for that one, or...? Uh, ah, whatever they'll
0: never D- catch us D- D-B-P- DBP's fine the world will answer anyway <laughs>
1: is, they, is DBP the guy who's good on is he good on Twitter
0: yeah I think he is yeah 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 okay, yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. He's, he's familiar with his own um, awareness yeah so he's like, very yeah. self-aware
1: yeah, because I was, always I felt it was a shame when David Hasselhoff sort of got in on the joke. Yeah. But it's the opposite with DBP, isn't it? But it, it He's got embraced s- it. I think
0: at the same time he got in on the joke, he got sad at the same time. Remember when his daughter kept filming him yeah, when he was pissed? That was regrettable. Was lying on the floor eating a beef burger. That was a kebab, We've wasn't all it? been there. Now it was a beef burger. I think it's a beef burger, wasn't
1: it? It was regrettable for everyone concerned, though. I thought he still looked good. <laughs> <laughs> better than I do. <laughs> <laughs> is it emails time? It's emails time. Agony Uncles, Agony slash emails. Uncles. The great thing about this show, I think, <laughs> is we've got two different names for the show itself and about 50 different <laughs> names for the Section, do what we want. We're rolling,
0: we're rolling with the punches. They're not even
1: punch. Some of them are kicks. I saw a review recently of the show where they called it, um, it the, the, a um "piece the, of shit." The, no, it's the, <laughs> the politest way of confusion, expressing confusion I've ever heard. It was a, a genre-defying show. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a backhanded compliment.
0: There we go. Up yours. Let's get over some emails, shall we?
1: Yeah, okay, right. <laughs> and do you want me to do one, then? Yeah, okay, yeah okay. you kick us off. All right, this is going all the way back to episode one. This is from Gustav Nilang, the delightfully named uh, Gustav Nilang. He's Hello, from, Gustav Nilang. He's from Uppsala in Sweden. Beautiful. Sveria, I think they call it locally. He says, Greetings, uh, I enjoyed the f- uh, episode one, and I figured I'd add to your chat about animals being used as weapons during World War Two. Now, in episode <laughs> God one, God. if you guys haven't got there, or uh, if you haven't listened to it yet, if you're listening to them in reverse order, for example, we talked a bit about bat bombs, which is, um, uh, yeah, you, this it's a long story go, in, go and check it out
0: imagine um, a bat with a bomb on it is that what we're talking about no, was, I not recall yeah a bit of that and yeah. a
1: bit more than that but yeah that sort of stuff um, oh yes
0: I remember the, the bats yeah. would fly into a building and set fire to it Yeah, naughty bats I know. naughty
1: yeah. little bats I know Gustav would like to expand by saying I can't remember if this was Germans who employed this tactic against the Russian Red Army or vice versa but I know this is Eastern Front stuff mm. anyway Um, What they did is they trained dogs to run under tanks with explosives on their back and unknowingly take the tank out along with themselves as everything was blown to bits. Uh. It was a dog-eat-tank world, apparently. (laughs) Uh, Not funny, is it?
0: Well, well, dog-eat-tank-eat-dog again.
1: The dog was... uh. I I think it's funny how people get really funny. I just did it there. People get really uh, sort of uptight about uh, cruelty to animals more than they do sort of cruelty to humans, really. Yeah. Um, but anyway, tanks yeah uh, that's this weapon was soon shelved after they had done the gigantic error of placing the bait during training under their own tanks uh, so when the dogs were deployed on the scene with bombs strapped to them they immediately ran their own tanks and decimated them from within It uh, just says he says it just goes to show that dogs aren't reliable in war the day we figure out how to convince cats to do the fighting for us we'll be unstoppable um, <laughs> fascinating missive from Gustav thanks for that mate it was actually the Soviets that used them against the Germans um, right and apparently they were dreadful because they weren't used to working uh, with moving tanks um, oh, so they wouldn't... Yeah.
0: Because dogs like to chase cars, don't they? Yeah, presumably right. tasks Presumably uh, tanks aren't
1: quite well, as quick. Well, apparently, I did a little bit of research around this, and what was happening is that the dogs were confused by the moving tanks. So mm. they would run next to them and and just wait for them to stop, yeah. by, at which point they were just being shot. Right, okay, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and I think they also could smell the difference. Between, they,
0: they, they could, they could sm- smell the difference between enemy tanks and... and See, so, so, yeah, so what was happening right. was
1: they were smelling an unfamiliar tank, and they weren't sure that's what they're supposed to be doing. Right? Because okay. they weren't used yeah. To it, right? So they needed like a
0: um, like they needed like an enemy tank to smell. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Like you get a, a dog to smell drugs.
1: And I found a yeah, and I found a World War Two sort that's of. That's
0: my Saturday night. <laughs>
1: I found the World War II sort of website um, which talks about this in, in more depth. And it found,
0: bookmark, yeah, bookmark.
1: I, I perused through my own collection. Deviant. Uh, so out of the first group of 30 dogs, only four managed to detonate their bombs um, near the German tanks, inflicting an unconfirmed amount of damage. Six exploded upon returning to the Soviet trenches, <laughs> killing and injuring soldiers. And apparently, this is the kicker, right? It was so bad for morale because. Um, these, these men were getting close to these dogs which mm. were then being killed yeah. or they were then having to kill them themselves because they, <laughs> they, they were running them. back to 30 yeah, <laughs> um, trenches yeah, um, the, it was, I mean, they just shelved it because they couldn't the, I guess the bond between man and dog is so strong mm. that it was, it was just decimating them around they just didn't want to do it <laughs> so yeah there we go that's more yet yeah, more tales of animals being used I- erroneously in warfare
0: I'm, I'm kind of with the dogs on that one just indifference with tanks any kind of like uh, big war machinery the stuff that you see on the history channel all the time I'm like
1: uh,
0: yeah. you know I, I'd rather W- look at a nice engineering feat, like a bridge or a big wheel or something. I
1: have to say, it leaves me cold as do well. You r- do you
0: remember when we were at both at a wedding uh, in Greece and a friend of a friend tried to romance a woman by comparing her to- I think you might have gone home at this point. Okay. Uh, a friend of a friend tried to romance a woman <laughs> by comparing her to a particular kind of tank.
1: I, d- I would love to hear about that. It I, was, don't... I, d- I
0: don't know enough about tanks, so it was good. Or women. Or like- <laughs> oh, women. <laughs> But the whole table just went, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" Was and he being he fa- serious? Yeah, he was. He was basically. I, I think you're, you know, I think you're interesting. I think you're um, a, a breath of fresh air. And he compared her to because he was into his military. I uh, love
1: your turrets. Yeah,
0: like, <laughs> he, was, he, he was. He compared her to a, a particularly interesting tank, and the whole table went, "Oh my God, what are you doing?" And he followed it up by saying, "It revolutionised warfare." Well, <laughs> But it revolutionised warfare. And the best thing is, she went. I know it did. Oh, didn't So she, she? was fooling with the tank as well. Didn't work though. Fantastic.
1: Left her cold. Yeah, that's ex- that is excellent. You, I, I think you've probably sort of been uh, as bad as that. Surely. <laughs> <You remember laughs> the opposite sex, like at one point, I we all have. Uh, anyway, that's enough of that. dancing. Mm. Donnie, PD, have you got? Have you got an email? Uh,
0: I have. PD has got an email. It's so a short one. Why are you smiling already? <laughs> CP Hello CP Yeah uh, Recently left my job At National Magazine To go freelance But there's not much Freelance work around What can I do For a quick book In the short term <laughs> Can you give me A cool alias Because obviously I want a job again soon <laughs> I mean, this doesn't serve anything. I mean, it's not like a good advert for him. Like, <laughs> Just to make it clear. It, it, we piece. can only say the email is quite nicely written, and mm. we will forward on an address if you want it, anybody. anybody. We,
1: we are not being paid to do this. you are a work, lo- bank. If you're looking for a job here, you've got no hope. <laughs> we we are, started this three weeks
0: ago, mate. We're a skeleton staff of two. <laughs>
1: But, I mean, goodness me! In a me. borrowed studio. I know the I know the sort of press journalism, print journalism market out there is tough. Yeah. But you are absolute rock bottom. I of hear it's for dog that. eat tank. Yeah, it really is. It really, it really is. is. <laughs> I wish you the best luck, CP. Yeah. But um, we can't help you. But do keep us posted. Charles, Poe. <laughs> <laughs>
0: we'll both look after Lou. We'll both look after Lou. If you feel sad that, mum and dad, we'll both look after <laughs> Lou. <laughs> <laughs> that thing happened again. Your editing skill is terrible. Oh, I like it, though. Such a it's cute,
1: such a cute jingle, that. Yeah.
0: Isn't it? We're both a gaff to look. <laughs> 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 anyway, didn't oh.
1: you hit the wrong one there? Because we're up for Mencarter now, aren't we? Oh, yeah, it's up for Mencarter. Sorry, Phil. Oh, yeah, that's all right. Do it oh, like you. Yeah. There we go.
0: Let that be justice. Oh. Let that be justice. Let that be peace for all. It's one small step for man. You don't understand.
1: <laughs> Willie was a salesman. <laughs> Say simply, very simply, with hope. Good morning.
0: (laughs) There we go. I'll trim them for next week. It'll be fine.
1: All right, fine. Yeah, Men Carter then. Then Men Carter ninety-five.
0: Uh, Mencar 95 Whatever you want to call it. We've started a new man-based encyclopedia where myself and yourself uh, put things in.
1: Well, it's not even man-based, really. No. I mean, you, just, you just wanted to... You just really. I remember the email conversation well. You just really wanted to call it Mencarta. Yeah,
0: you went, let's start as an encyclopedia, and I said, Mencarta, and you were going, it doesn't work because we don't want to preclude women from getting involved. Mencarta. I just <laughs> kept on replying. Mencarta, Luke. Yeah. Mencarta.
1: You actually said... Um,
0: I've already done the jingle, mate.
1: You sent an email with the subject red line, and said, I said, this is a deal breaker for me. <laughs> so I agreed to it.
0: <laughs> and then I called you a cock and said you something about red pillin. Yeah and, then,
1: yeah. and then and then asked me about um, if I've ever eaten a long egg <laughs> <laughs> and, and, until, and until I have to shut my cock mouth egg hole. <laughs> <laughs> Shut your egg hole Yeah.
0: Um, so yeah, it's basically time where we uh, Talk about something we've
1: um, We want to induct into our own encyclopedia And what did we induct last week to give people a reminder I talk? can't bloody remember It was you inducted uh, figs that were beset with wasps it was That's dis- right, yeah, the waspy figs It was, distu- was, it it was disturbing <laughs> yeah. And I inducted What did I induct? Oh, um, uh, Buzz Aldrin Yes, Buzz Aldrin's uh, travel expenses. Two buzzy items: <laughs> uh, a fig full of wasps and Buzz go. Aldrin. It was one of those really nice happen uh, sort of um, sort happenstances, of co- yeah, coincidences mm. of uh, where where things all came together, and it <laughs> sounded for a, a brief moment like, like we, we knew what we were doing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we didn't. I can assure you, we didn't. So, what have you got this week, Peter? Uh,
0: I have got uh, something by the name of Quicklock. Are you familiar with the company Quick Clock, spelt K-W-I-K-L-O-K, based in Washington?
1: I'm thinking Quick Quit, that's people who give you, like, the uh, payday loans. <laughs>
0: Ah, Quick Quid! Yeah. That sounds particularly low Like
1: Wonga, but worse.
0: Right. Yeah. And I'd like to introduce our new sponsor, Quick Quid. Um, <laughs> Quick Lock, talk to me. Quick Lock, they're basically they're those U shaped tabs you get on bread bags. Do you remember back in the day when you were yep. a kid? yeah, yeah. Yep, you used yep. to put the little things, oh, I certainly did, on my uh, They weren't on my spokes, they were on the um, wires that connected my brakes yep. on the old bikes and stuff.
1: And these days you get like a little plastic sticky thing, don't you? Oh, like yeah, you a- do. So yeah. I guess
0: they're not used quite as much as they used to do. But do you remember how ubiquitous they used to be, certainly yeah. in the UK? UK, and uh, apparently they're, they're still used in America to this very day on everything. I can confirm that. Um, they're basically like sharp, hard plastic squares. Yeah, they've
1: got a little, sort of like an indentation
0: where you can yes. put the thing in, yeah, and exactly. hold it in place, yeah. yeah. Um, they're... Almost exclusively produced by just one company. Right. And have been since the start of time. How long ago are we talking? Uh, Well, according to the Quick Clock website,
1: Luke... 984
0: AD. The idea for the bread clip came to a man
1: named Paxton during a flight in 1952. Okay, I love that. There's a, a really great tradition in the US for these old type, really like yeah. sort of American dream type inventions, mm. which make people incredibly wealthy just mm-hmm. through their own ingenuity and hard I work. I, 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 yeah. I Very much uh, I'm seduced by the romance of that type of stuff.
0: And then those companies grew up to be massive behemoths, don't, and don't. they've, uh, they've, 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 they've um, sublet all of their, uh, uh, subcontracted rather, all of their work out to China, India, and that's where all the interesting stuff is doing. So they're, they're a victim of their own success. They don't
1: ways. pay tax, and they yep. moreover normally ruin the planet as well. Exactly. Yeah. So, it's just a heartwarming story. just a heartwarming story. You can all story. get behind yeah, it. Yeah, I'm
0: not saying Quicklock got involved, because no. clearly they're very much a mum and pop plastic square operation. <laughs> but um, he was on a plane and he was eating a packet of um, complimentary nuts, as you okay. would do back in 1952. That was a thing you used to eat. And uh, he real. it's more
1: like um, pretzels nowadays, isn't it? yeah on pretzels. I've, got, I've got beef with that i mean i, I don't know Why? if you want me to d- digress or not but like, i I've,
0: think i've heard this before you don't get enough or something
1: well you, you get like one packet of pretzels with, yeah. on ba now and they i this is the first world problem and people are going oh god yeah at least you can afford to fly But yeah. well, i can't I mean, my, my wife's american so i have to go there yeah um and and have you considered getting one of those sheep i should get <laughs> my, <laughs> my fly <laughs> yeah, I should, there's flying sheep i've been here so be great um and uh, no i really enjoy going there of course but anyway ba just started <laughs> getting really stingy with their pretzels Um, But I wasn't going to say that. What I was going to say was, I read a story once about a guy who was so allergic to peanuts, Mm. he went into anaphylactic shock on a plane, had a really bad reaction, and they found out later it was because someone on the flight before had dropped a peanut down the side of his seat, (gasps) and he had shorts on, and it was touching (laughs) his skin. Holy moly! And that's how allergic he was
0: to Aren't peanuts. Isn't it weird that some people can die because of peanuts and we still eat them? So yeah. that's fine,
1: and they're in everything. I, um, like just I everything. I, I once, my mate of mine is allergic to peanuts. My mate Tommy, he um, he's actually allergic to, to nuts generally. He came mm. to my house um, before well, I was living on my own, and we got a curry in, mm. and I checked with the guy on on the phone that there was no nuts in them, and he yeah. said there wasn't, and we we got tucked in, and and he had a reaction. To, is a big tongue, big neck. No, it was more of a. It's not. as he's not as bad. Oh, allergic. I need to leave your house now.
0: Yeah. Boring. Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 instantly left. No, it was. Um, it was a. Um, it was like a more of a sort of. Uh, vomiting type thing.
0: Ah, okay. But, but that's the more pleasant one. If close up.
1: If you look afford me, one more quick story because this, this is a good right. one. Uh, another friend of mine is allergic to peanuts, and uh, he had a bad. How many friends have you got know, who allergic to peanuts? Well, two. <laughs> I didn't know the guy on the plane. Um, anyway, this guy's allergic to peanuts. He had a really bad reaction once on Christmas Day, and it was like it was quite an interesting story. But that's right. what I was going to say. Nut roast. <laughs> it was. It was like. A, yeah, it was like. Don't a, give him the nut roast. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what have you got the, me for Christmas? The day you get to a turkey. Yeah, everything I bought you for Christmas is made of nuts. <laughs>
0: No, well, it's a very nutty part time of the year, isn't it? it you is. get those nutcrackers and stuff for Christmas and...
1: put in. Um, maybe they gave him like a Russian roulette type thing with presents, where well, one of them he opened was nuts. Are
0: Brazil nuts the most unlovably um, crafted nut on the outside, but when you get
1: in there, lovely? I like, they're disgusting I, to look at I like walnuts my granddad used to crack walnuts in his bicep <laughs> brilliant yeah it's great brilliant. anyway let, let me get this story out because it's a good one <laughs> so this guy he, he got allergic to, it, to, to, to peanuts or whatever it was on Christmas Day and it was a nightmare because it was Christmas Day but anyway the week before that mm. he, he wakes up he's working I think he was working he's a teacher so I guess he was on home, on home for the holidays over Christmas and his wife was at work and she left him a message when he woke up on the side saying oh by the way someone's come around to look at the car The local right. mechanic, they live in this little small village in the middle of nowhere the local mechanic should come and look at the car because I couldn't get it to start this morning whatever. please tell
0: me he's allergic to metal nuts yeah. <laughs> too <laughs>
1: yeah. <laughs> and it was nuts and bolts as well <laughs> no and so he, he was like okay fine no worries anyway he didn't know the mechanic, mechanic. he never met mm. him. he lived in this small village I promise you this is true and uh, so he, he's, he's got a nice, little, nice pile out in the country it's a nice house and he's at the, at the, um, at the kitchen window doing the washing up all of a sudden this guy, older guy, like 60, 60-odd, hmm. 60 walks past the window like shouting to himself, right. having some sort of... Um, almost like a, a mental breakdown. Yeah. And they've got um, a field at the back of their house with horses in it. Right. And he's running around the field after the horses. Hmm. Middle of the day, 60-year-old man chasing after horses, shouting obscenities in the middle of nowhere. He's become a nut. Yeah, right. And so my mate was like, what What am I going to do? What am I going to do? And she, hmm. he was like, oh, my God. So he tried to... F- get the guy he couldn't couldn't just couldn't get him right so he's like right i've got to find out which he assumed it was the mechanic i've got to find out what's what's happening here right so he finds the 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 company's number well hang on so he thinks the mechanics in his backyard running around well the mechanic is right this is what's happened the mechanics come over to look at the car and 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 he's misheard it no he's gone mad right Right. and so my mate finds the number of the of the mechanics and it turns out to be a sort of of local operation Mm. and, and, and the phone is in the house so his wife answers he right. says, hello, I'm not sure if you can help me, but um, the mechanic, we've ordered to come to our house. I mean, he's having some sort of breakdown in the back garden. Yeah. What do we do? And his wife, it was his wife who answered and she said, oh, I know what's happened. He's had like a diabetic episode. Right. right. And so he's having this problem with his diabetes, or hypersimabotene, I think it's diabetes. Mm. I always get too mixed up. So to cut a long story short and let you get back to your thing, he had to chase the guy around, grab him, and start an, shoving an chocolate digestive jo- into his mouth. <laughs> He could sort himself out. What and, a weekend! And apparently, a couple of days later, the guy was like, "You know, sent him a lovely present. So sorry about that. I mean, I, I forgot to do whatever I need to do that morning, and, and it just, it just, um, yeah." My God, but can you, I, I had no idea that could happen.
0: No, I didn't know that that was part of it. You just sort of—I thought people passed, passed out, out, out no, yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway,
1: look, that, thats the story. How as many it was diabetics told to me. do you know? Hmm.
0: Well, how many diabetics do you know? Just
1: one. He's a mechanic.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know one, and uh, he did my favorite joke ever. Uh, I don't think I've done it on a podcast before, but he, we were all at the urinal, and it was d- when he drank quite a lot. He s- stopped that sort of behaviour now, and yeah. he's come a, become a dad, and he's a very responsible um, adult. Uh, but it was the funniest joke I think I've, I'd ever witnessed. We were all at the urinals, <laughs> and uh, he said, my well, he's bigger than all of yours, and we looked, and he had an erection. What? At the urinal. Why? And we were thinking, how did he, did he go into the toilet to make that happen? How, how old were you? uh 29 probably and how old was he
1: <laughs> 29 okay same that age a, I'm less unsettled It was now. the
0: funniest joke but I saw a man's uh, you know but one of my friend that, one of my friends uh, erect penis He went to the trouble to set yeah, that up Yeah I'm, I'm look I think that's hilarious personally yeah. it's a good I mean, joke
1: It's high risk <laughs>
0: <laughs> Could go off at any moment. Yeah, exactly. Wow! There we
1: go. Um, where were we? What were we talking about? I genuinely can't remember.
0: Not allergies. Oh,
1: the guy, the quick quick lock.
0: Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, to be honest, uh, he 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 uh, basically didn't have a way of closing his complimentary nuts, yeah. and he wanted to save some for later. As a solution, he took out a pen knife and hand carved the first bread clip out of a credit card. Oh, that's great. I mean presumably that's his credit card. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, you know, the, the the use of it wasn't that popular. I, d- I don't then. even
1: want these nuts no, I've, got... <laughs> I've
0: ruined. I, 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 I can't go. get home now. I can't buy any more.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I can't get home. No contactless then either, of course. No, Not exactly.
0: No, you couldn't just uh, extricate the um
1: the chip. Um that was quite part tragic if you don't mind me saying what? I loved it even more for that. The chip. No, the um the quick lock.
0: No, yeah, I don't mind that. I think a lot of this podcast is a bit partridge.
1: That's the aim.
0: <laughs> that is the
1: stated aim. Did you
0: see they're selling the um, partridge car? Somebody made a reproduction of the Cock Piss Babtridge Rover... Would it be a Rover, Rover five Rover Vive 500, I believe Yeah, okay, right uh, I'm not that familiar with cars But I just read the eBay auction it's, no, like, it's, 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 about, it's, it's about two grand at the moment
1: I think it'd be a Rover 800, wouldn't it? That sort of sign 800? Isn't? I don't know what
0: Wait, it's, it's on eBay, is it? This has gone so parted. It, <laughs> it's it on eBay? eBay So basically he made a reproduction for it uh, For, like I think, a book tour or something And he... Um, he was, oh, I think sure. Steve Coon was doing some oh, stuff Oh, he turned
1: up at a uh, book sign, didn't he? In the In the car Right, yeah he? Lovely That's great
0: Lovely old Good job. Stuff.
1: Right, so you've got Quick lock.
0: I've got Quick Lock.
1: <laughs> I'd like to um, introduce. I would like to introduce to you and to all the lovely listeners, Mister Roy Sullivan. Okay For my entry Right um, Mr. Roy Sullivan is not a name that will immediately spring, spring to recognition for for a lot of people I'm sure um, But Roy Sullivan in his capacity as park ranger in the Shenandoah National Park in the Blue Ridge Mountains The beautiful Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia in the US <laughs> um, Obviously uh, of, of the famous Fleet Foxes song as well Yep um, an equally beautiful piece of music, Pete. you probably bring that <laughs> Stop in Stop reviewing things. Bring it in now if you want. You'd bring it in there. Right, hang on. You got it? You, you... Yeah. There was a
0: victory <laughs> in Bethany.
1: Beautiful voice. Beautiful. It? What a beautiful voice. Anyway, Ugh. um, in the Shenandoah National Park in the Blue Ridge Mountains in Virginia, Mr. Roy Sullivan, his capacity as park ranger between 1942 and 1977 was struck by lightning no less than seven times. Oh! He survived all seven strikes. <laughs> Was he made of metal or something? These seven lightning strikes happened across 35 years. Bloody hell. And apparently you have a one in 10,000 chance of being hit by lightning in your life on average based across an 80-year life.
0: One in 10,000? That's yeah. just kind of
1: low. Yeah, I guess I mean, so. sorry, that seems rather high. A high chance. You mean you think it'd be more likely or less likely? I,
0: th- I think it should be less likely. I, yeah, d- I don't right. like the idea of ten thousand.
1: No, okay. Well, that's that's apparently they do say in this in this sort of uh, precy of, of Roy Sullivan's major contribution to the world, which is that he was hit by. I mean, I'm sure he's a great park ranger. Yeah, yeah. They, they do say he was more. He had uh, uh, he was more at risk because for two reasons: one, because he was outside of the time, yeah. and two, based on the m- most recent recent available data, Virginia is particularly susceptible to thunderstorms. Yeah. so that had something to do with massive it? fucking play. But, at the same. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> no, he didn't. But apparently, um, and if you, apparently, if you... by the end, his brain was jealous yeah, no, you could power you could power the house off him. <laughs> right but um, he, um, yeah, he he, he, uh, he was surviving. I mean, if you look it up online, you can see how the different times it hit him. One was in his car, and one through his shoulder. But um, apparently, um, he, he reckons he was actually hit eight times. But the first one uh, was when he was a kid, and he couldn't prove it, so he didn't claim it.
0: I'm not um, clearing it. And the I didn't go down the lightning strike. No, and the B-roll. reason it's
1: important is because he's a good, He's in the Guinness World, Book of World Records as being the most hit person, officially confirmed. <laughs> but, and the best thing was, his wife was also once hit while hanging out the washing, and he was standing next to her and didn't, didn't get hit. Didn't get hit? Yeah. Sure, oh, fancy about bit of that, do you? But apparently, Roy, poor old Roy, um, toward the end of his life, people would um, know who he was as he was pretty famous locally, and they would just avoid... Burned. Horrifically <laughs> burned. They would avoid talking to him. Oh, because, yeah, it's incredibly unlucky, I guess, yeah? No, no one will talk to him. And, oh, um, and, I'm so and lonely. The details around how and, well, the details around why he passed away are, are open for debate and, and very tragic, but he died not too long after um, his final lightning strike with a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. People right. th- People think it was... Um, he was lonely. Possibly a adieu- do. Well, his, his wife was next to him when he died, but um, people think that he had perhaps some sort of unrequited love affair with a... With a... With a, a loud. With a, with a, <laughs> That's disrespectful. <laughs> that is disrespectful. To, to poor Roy's With memory. <laughs> um, anyway, Roy Sullivan, Pete. I mean, on.
0: to be honest, if I was that unlucky, I'd be like, I could probably shoot myself in the head and chances are... I'll be fine. I'll be fine. No, but
1: after the third time, do you not think, this job's not for Let's me. Let's move. It's not for Let's me. Let's
0: move. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to be a miner. Looking for a desk job. <laughs> I'm <laughs> gonna be a miner. Unless we got hit in the, in the, in the mine. <laughs> Don't well, get down here. Covered in coal. Everyone's dead apart from him. I can't be killed. <laughs> uh, so yeah, if you want to get with the show, if you've got any suggestions, that'd be fantastic uh, for Men Carter. We'd love to hear them. Uh, well, love to hear from you, generally. Yeah, then, exactly. We? Yeah. Hello at LukeAndPeteShow.com.
1: Yeah, and keep up with us on um, at lukeandpete show on Twitter. Mm. Um, search for us, Luke and Pete Summer on iTunes. Subscribe, all that good stuff. Subscribe. Review us. Talk to people about us. Give us a yeah. give us the credit we so obviously <laughs> deserve. <laughs> uh, so we'll see you next week, next Monday. I enjoyed
0: that. My head hurts a bit. What's that about? Lightning.
1: <laughs> I got the wrong jingle again. <laughs> Smokestack Lightning. Uh, where's the jingle? Come on, Lightning John Hopkins. <laughs> we'll see you next week. See you guys.